Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sunday, Sunday, Albie, Albie, Albie. So let me just tell you. All right, well, we'll start with the personal housekeeping. If you guys don't know already, um, we have a brand new addition to the studio. You can see it on my uh, Twitter feed. It's, oh, no, it's on my Instagram feed. I should throw it on Twitter, too. It is a fantastic... You don't have an image that you can put up or anything, right? I don't know. It is a fantastic... I dare not move that camera because you're angry, right? Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic... Uh, lamp is made from an actual working parking meter head from a meter from 19 in the 1930s or 40s is the estimate and it works it comes with the key to open the back so for instance my son paid for 15 15 cents this morning for 15 uh, for an hour two full hours of parking i've now got 15 cents in the back of this baby only takes dimes and nickels and it's fantastic. And when we we're down on camera now, so when the overhead shot comes back, that'll be tomorrow. You will see this baby. This yeah. is a, a, there were technical difficulties with one of the cameras mm-hmm. today. I'm not in a great mood. Put it that way. But everything's precarious. But I got it back up and running. But this uh, this studio is absolutely coming together. <clears throat> yeah, your parking meter lamp is really with baseball lampshade, just in case yeah. it's not enough on its own. Parking meter lamp with baseball lampshade. It's a working lamp. It's a masterpiece. Do so you want to tell people what happened with the parking meter lamp? So yeah, so I drove. First of all, I looked. I looked. I knew that I needed this, the things for the studio to bring it together. So I found this parking meter. I went off my safe reservation of Craigslist free stuff. Where I'm a Jawa uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. And I went to Craigslist for sale antiques. And I saw this baby for uh, 70 bucks. My usual going line when I'm haggling is my wife won't let me spend 70 bucks, but she'll let me spend 40 bucks. And so this person said, uh, and this is a person, they had a lot of pictures of this lamp. So they're like, they're good at this. I think they might have a, a antique shop. They said, sorry, we could do it maybe for 60 bucks. And I said, that's no problem. I can't do it. And, whatever. and I was kind of relieved because it's in Halifax, which I had never known was a town in Massachusetts. 
Um, but it is. It's a town. It's a one minute, hour and forty four minutes away from where we currently are. Once you, the Boston is the halfway mark. So, so she re- replied to me again today and said, "You know what? Uh, fine. Um, come down. You can come down today. You can have it for forty bucks." So there we go. I maintain you probably could have got it even cheaper. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how desperate she was. I mean, these things are listed on sale for a couple hundred bucks in places, and this is a big, heavy hunk and piece of metal here. Um, and so I, I got two kids, bribed them, drove them down there. I, she was she wasn't returning my call as to where she like lived. So I'm like, is there a chance that this is just a fraud thing? Imagine and then I thought, if you drove all that way. <laughs> well, I also thought because because finally she got back to me, and I fi- I finally found there was a spotty internet, so I had to try to get a cell signal down there. Whatever, I had to do the things that said to get her phone number on Craigslist. It said, um, tap all the pictures that are a duck in water. So <laughs> first, this, sometimes this was I was I was driving, something like oh, crap. This duck is near water, but he's not in water. So this duck is not. And I did eighteen of those, and I didn't get it right. Finally pulled over. He got the quiz right. It was like a guy next to a motorcycle. <laughs> was what I was supposed to look for. <clears throat> well, then I thought, like, what if this person's just going to meet me? person said, meet me at the corner of this street and this street. It's like near a field. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. So why don't I just go get out of the car and lie directly in the ditch, you know? <laughs> and so um, so I thought, what are the chances that they, this person just has a gun and says, give me your 40 bucks? I thought, wow, that's a... That's a big crime for forty bucks. That you know that this seems like it, yeah. <clears throat> but I got over there, and there was a lady with a with a thing, and I gave her forty bucks, and there you go. Uh, back here I went, and now we we've got this car, we've got this Mitsubishi Zero, and and it's Outlander. got the thing that you press the button. It's it's the most nondescript car I have ever seen. It's got this thing where you press the button back, and the back goes up and down. Um, it's so it'll open the trunk for you. If you're holding groceries, which I kind of is kind of useful, but so I got the lamp back there, and every day, including yesterday, I I thought to myself, it's remarkable that this thing is designed so the groceries never like fall out, tumble out of this thing, and I was just like thinking to myself how great that is, and um, the the back opens up today. I hit the thing, and a lamp takes a, it takes a face plant right onto the concrete, and the, the brass part of it was messed up. The glass cracked. So there you go. I had it coming. Well, this is the this wonderful. So then you walked in swearing at me, who had been in the house. Well, I wasn't swearing paint. at you. One, well, two. You were swearing in my general that's vicinity. Not, well, that's not why I, why I was swearing. I was swearing because I was holding fifty three things, including a very the heaviest lamp that's ever been made. And in one of my hands, I had a water bottle that had slipped out and was spilling and bouncing all over the bar. Craigslist free stuff bar. And so that capped it off, and so that's that was that was my myriad of uh, exponent expen, expendi- What's it called? Expletives. Yeah, I came out of that. I'm not yelling at you. This well, is between just, me and uh, the unnerving when you're like trying to get stuff done and cleaning in a piece, and you have your podcast on, and then some <laughs> brute just bursts in and is yelling the c word into the air near you. Sorry, not at you, but. You know, and it's it just it breaks up your inner peace. I bl- I blurt out catalytic converter, and then demands I'm that up. you drop what, everything that you're doing right. and use pliers to fix his antique lamp that he just drove five hours to go get. You well, know, it was like it was just a lot this afternoon. You have such a victimhood 
Mentality. My goodness. But I fixed the lamp for and, and you. Did to, I not fix the lamp? Yes, absolutely. My problem became your problem. I knew that if I don't mess those. Don't touch no. the camera. Oh. oh, now, Anson, can you point that camera to the to the the um, the parking meter lamp and down too, so people can see. It's like really close to it. Pull it away now, since the shot is no. destroyed. Pull it. I, I want don't people do to see. Points it's back not this the same. This way. No, no, the other way. This way. Okay, how about now? Okay. Is that better? No. Can you work with that? No. Pull it, pull it towards it's you. It's fine. It's fine. doesn't matter. No. Just a little. It's not <laughs> literally on. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's perfect. I'm all for that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> turn the Can you turn it back around. around at me? Turn it around. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, right there. Right there. Okay. Okay. Oh, you Okay. <laughs> Holy God! This is a walking avalanche. This, this is Anson Shattuck, and he is—he has some of the best hair and best attitude in the world. In disasters revolve around him. But we had a great day yesterday. We did the chocolate tour in Newburyport yesterday. Pure, pure win, pure win. And he was very, very polite, very polite to everybody. You said please, thank you. And what's what was the last thing you would say to people? Hello, have a nice day. Have a nice day. But just put it on the lamp. People want to see the lamp. It's not set up to be. Instead on of showing my head talk in this lamp. episode, can you just put it on the have it on the lamp? No, there's the lamp, everybody. I'm Nobody wants to see me. Well, just put it on the lamp. You look lovely, Alice. Nobody wants to see the Your lamp. hair looks nice. What do you do for a hair dye? I don't dye my hair. Mm. Can hmm? I dye my hair? Sure. Anson, you have the best hair color ever, and you want to dye it? I'm on a diet. Stop. You're not on a diet. That's right. You've made a lifestyle change. Okay. So that's the lamp. Then I'm glad you guys got to see the lamp. All right. So the Sunday shows were the... Fo- Did you have some, uh, in, uh, a piece of business you had here, Anson? <laughs> you just want to mess up the camera. The screens. No, you cannot. You, you may play as you have been playing. You may... If I see any big evidence of cleaning, that gets you closer to having your screens. If I went into that kitchen and stuff was clean in there, and if I heard a vacuum running somewhere, screens would be getting closer to you guys. Good luck. Okay, so with that information, I'm going to pick It's you hard to tell. They sometimes vacuum, but it's hard to tell yeah. that they no, vacuum. No, they put, it on, they put it on blow somehow. <laughs> I don't even know. Somehow they found a setting. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So here's what the Sunday shows. There's a few takeaways uh, from them. Uh, one, they're all trying to find a way to get every Republican associated with Florida in trouble. So they're going after DeSantis um, for voting against some hurricane relief package during uh, Sandy, Hurricane Sandy, you know, six years ago, whatever, 10 years ago, whatever that was. That's the one that slammed New Jersey. Um, they went after Rubio for voting against one as well. Rubio explained that he voted against relief packages that were full of pork. And of course, because Washington is gross, they packed these relief packages, emergency relief packages full of pork. Of course. It's funny, the DeSantis voted against it because it wasn't paid for. Um, and that's interesting because Rubio said, you know, I voted against stuff that was laden with pork. I, I, I got the relief package out there. I didn't vote against any pay fors like some other people did. Also, they had the senator from Florida on. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, is it? Is it? Is, no, it's not Chris. It's um. No, it's a uh, the like bald guy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, Reed, Rich, no. Reed, Tom Reed, no, Charlie Rich. 
No, no that's, that's not it. That's I'll think of it country. in a second. Hang on. But anyway, he was all over the place today, um, and he's t- he's just such a squishy politician. But it's funny he wouldn't give DeSantis great credit for um, for his actions during the hurricane. That's interesting. Rick Scott. Rick Scott. You got a Republican senator afraid to embrace DeSantis. So, so they went after them for that. Um, they went after. They said that that some, at least one county, Lee County, was supposed to evacuate, and they didn't. And now they were trying to draw a line from them to DeSantis. Right. Yeah. They're saying people weren't warned in time or didn't go. I mean, it. It's going to take time to sort out everything that happened, what the damages are. They're trying to blame him for the insurance premiums being higher in Florida, mm-hmm. which is a big issue. Florida has a really big problem, which is that houses get destroyed there a lot. Yeah. And um, so they have kind of an insurance premium crisis, which has resulted in a lot of insurance companies going out of business and the state having to take over a lot of insurance. What's flickering? Your, uh, oh, this is on? There. Yeah. I didn't even know this would worked anymore. Idiots let it on, left it on, yeah. I had no more idea that was even it working. It was working anymore. when they were in here turning it on and off. You were right here. Well, I'm not looking at it. Oh. That that is my navy light that she's talking about with a bad mm-hmm. attitude. <laughs> so, yeah, that a lot was of another, things in the room. That was another theme or was happening. Well, by the way, so I have a lot of things in the room, and this is on purpose. Actually, we're, you're damn close to getting a 1952 wall clock in this room. <laughs> I'll, I'm running out of wall, but um, but um, so uh, the the this is heavily influenced by the room George Harrison sat in in the I got I got my mind set on you video. Heavily influenced. There's fewer animal heads. For now. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so, yeah, another thing they tried to do is really try to get people from, kind of browbeating people from Florida to move away from areas like Sanibel. Mm-hmm. They, want, they don't want them living in there. They want to do something called like a management retreat or something, retreat management. Mm-hmm. In other words, not rebuild back there, push them all inland. Right. Which I is, mean, in, in fairness, it's, they're it's, trying to do way, that in but California, it's a, but it's a too. Way, it's a way that they're really, they're, they're, they're browbeating people. It's mm-hmm. a way to browbeat people and then to yell at them about climate change. Well, now can't you see the climate change, climate change? And it's like really the, the, the media is getting frustrated. The Democrats are getting frustrated that they're, that they're not getting much utility out of this storm. They're trying. They're trying. Right. You know, this is like maybe the last big news item before the elections. You never know. Yeah, uh, so the, if they can hit DeSantis on it, if they can make it about Republicans in Congress voting against something, if they can make it about climate change, I hate to tell you, people just don't really care about climate change. It just isn't that big an issue for most people. And people also remember that there have always been hurricanes in Florida and climate change hasn't really affected the hurricanes much one way or the other. It's not really about climate change. It's about building really expensive property in really dangerous areas. And California, by the way, has the same problem with the fires. And they're trying to decide whether to rebuild some of these communities that are like in the paths of where fires just naturally so that's another need thing to go. they were saying is like is in other words is well should the rest of the country be paying for people who are living precariously and they also said like um well those people should have exorbitantly high insurance premiums that they should have to pay i mean like that's how this works right yeah but it was, it's been and they used to do it when i was in school i mean it was just part of the curriculum that everything along the san andreas fault is going to fall into the ocean in california this is this is something we do in this country. We live rugged and violently in places that will could be destroyed at any moment. Yeah, I read a whole big article about it about this guy saying that like when the 
colonists first came to Florida, they thought it was like uninhabitable swamp junk land that nobody could ever do anything with. And they weren't even sure whether to like draw it as land or water on the map. But I mean, I I get it. But yeah, like people are going to live places and they're going to build stuff places. But then you have to kind of accept the fact that some of it is occasionally going to get disrupted. So we have to have ways to deal with that, whether that is you know, expensive insurance, which Florida has a problem with, Mm -hmm. as I said, or, you know, and California has a problem with too, or, you know, whatever it is. But, but yeah, like some decisions have to be made here. I think some people probably, depending how expensive the insurance proposition is, probably won't want to rebuild in these Mm -hmm. places. But I think the people living in a lot of these places are so wealthy anyway, that it doesn't really bug them. Right. You know, $200 a month or $400 a month in homeowner's insurance, like, mm-hmm. it's not, that's not the going to be the deal breaker in whether or not they live in a place. Right. And one of the, one of the people was asking, hey, should, should we maybe not any build any more um, uh, trailer parks in this? It's, 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 he didn't use that word. It was Chuck Todd. He used, like, mobile management facilities. Like, whatever. <laughs> trailer parks. Um, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it, there. you got to have cheap housing, right? And that's the cheapest of the cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I just think that's a, a fact of life. Is that Florida is going to get demolished here and there? And they're suggesting that I mean, they're saying and California the is going to burn. And every whatever. time they try to change it, and even these experts try to change it into what we do know is in recent years since 2017, the storms have been more violent. It's like, uh, well, yeah, and I know you did the Don Lemon on your show. I don't know if we did it on this show. I don't think we did, but Don Lemon yeah. tried to get the NOAA guy to admit that this yeah. storm is being impacted by climate change, and he was like, "Well, not really, though." <laughs> right, he but he just needs that to be it. And there was a bunch of that today on all the Sunday shows as well. They all right. Essentially- so they really want it to be climate change, but there's been hurricanes in Florida for a long time. Like, we know this. This doesn't have to do with climate change. But yeah, they've been trying to hit him on a number of things. The latest that I've seen is a bunch of um, liberal, like, blue and on crazy conspiracy people have decided that the Volunteer Florida organization, which is affiliated with the state of Florida and is rated like 97% goes directly to helping people on Charity Navigator, that that is some kind of scam that Ron DeSantis is running that's just a grift to enrich himself (laughs) so this is the conspiracy theory is they're literally on Twitter right now telling people not to donate to help people in Florida because they think that it's fake and a scam so that I mean talk about like conspiracy theories really impacting people that's like a perfect example of how the left lets like conspiracy theories actually make them do stuff that's morally odious like really just let people donate to the florida organization that's helping people on the ground right now it's incredible and charlie christ who's running against him for governor has like tweeted the same organization this isn't a scam it isn't a plot that's like really just it but i, I mean they're they're out of their minds. Mm-hmm. They need Ron DeSantis to be doing something bad, and so they like have invented a conspiracy theory about it, and they're just embracing. And they don't care who it hurts. They don't care that it's going to lean people not to donate to to help people who are recovering from a hurricane. That doesn't bother them. They're literally 
just doing it because they don't want Ron DeSantis to be doing anything good. So they have to have like a conspiracy theory about the charity. They're not answering their phones, says one quote reporter, because <laughs> like you don't think they might have something else they're doing right now that they're dealing with, you don't suppose? But yeah, I just, the, the whole thing is crazy. And then the other thing, I know we had played Kamala talking about, I, did we play it on the show or did you and I just talk about you it? You and I just did, talked about it. Let me, okay, let go me ahead, play, play Kamala. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And, and so women. we- Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. Do the work. So she is a gross person, gross human being. Our guy, Florida Cadet, who's down there in the wreckage. You guys should follow him, Florida underscore Cadet. He is, um, he's been taking pictures. He lives down there uh, of t- total carnage. And he says, this woman, I mean, person is dangerous. Treat people as people regardless of color, creed, race, religion, economic situation. She should be ashamed of herself. Well, yeah, so not, totally only gross. not only that. Not only is it like horribly, she's putting on a clinic of incompetence and the fact that she's got nothing but haggard cliches to say at a moment like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so what are we going to drive the water trucks past some thirsty people because uh, <clears throat> because they weren't uh, uh, affected by the Armenian genocide? Like, What, what are we doing? Like- well, and actually, this has had an impact on people because um, officials in Florida, like Christina Push has been tweeting about this, officials in Florida have been dealing with it where people are wondering if they are eligible for FEMA's assistance or not, if they're white, because they're wondering, based on the vice president's <laughs> actual words, they think it's like only for people of color or something. So this is having an actual impact on the help on the ground where the state of Florida is now having to backtrack for the vice president and say... No, no, no. FEMA assistance is given regardless of race, creed, color, and you are still eligible if you are a white person and like you still need to seek out help. And and so they're having to like walk it back from her. But then at the same time, now you've got like the liberals and the media running cover for the VP, right? Here's like Matthew Chapman, reporter at Raw Story, who's like tweeting the stuff about Harris and saying, this is a lie. Harris was not talking about the Hurricane Ian relief. She was talking about longer-term efforts to respond to disparate impacts on communities of color created by climate change. Well, it sure sounded like she was talking about the Hurricane Ian relief, which is why this woman cannot be let out of the building to go talk to the press, because every time she does, it's a freaking PR disaster. Right. And in times when people are literally wondering whether or not they're getting aid from FEMA for the hurricane that just wiped their house off the map and they're not sure if it applies to them because they're white i mean like just don't let vp harris talk just keep her right. inside and, the and naval so observatory kind of, and this, keep her out of everybody's business this is kind of culminated with the the really sole democratic barometer for truth and sanity left it was bill maher who uh turned the guns on her could see is replacing the vice president because yeah, she's, she's just not very popular Hasn't anywhere. 
and <laughs> it didn't seem to work out. And um, I don't know, that's been done before on a ticket, you know. I mean, a lot well, of people... Tulsi Gabbard, remember, that was that moment in the debate where she brought up these, that there are uh, men and women in California that are in prison for these, you know, pot deals. And then she was laughing about getting high on the radio station. And it You think it's just nothing? Okay. This is Caitlin Flanagan, author of Girl Land, by the way. It was just like, Tulsi Gabbard was like this heat-seeking missile. That was the end of it. You know, she's got a lot it's of... It's a nice up-to-date take, Caitlin. Thank you for that. <laughs> Jesus. In addition to being, for some reason, um, an off-putting person, she, <laughs> she also she has, I think, a lot of baggage that probably wouldn't do well under a lot of scrutiny. I just think she's a bad politician. And I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think she's a very bright person, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know, just see, but I can see them doing that because a lot of the problem with Biden being old is, oh, if he dies, then, you know, you're mm -hmm. going to get this person. Okay, so here's the problem with the Democratic Party. They're so boxed in by identity politics that you cannot conceive of a Democratic ticket that doesn't have a woman, person of color on it, and pretty soon you're going to line up behind that gay Latino, and you're going to have to have, you know, a, a deaf Eskimo. Be, uh, <laughs> you can't even be say the, Eskimo uh, anymore, Bill. What are you talking about? It's Ali. Am, am I right that they are boxed in? Did she just say it? It's Ali. Yeah, Ali. Well, well, what an a-hole she is. Jesus. I, I see it differently in that I don't think Kamala has, has caught fire yet or found her footing. <laughs> I think that's true. I think I think the, poll, the polling data says that. But uh, I don't. Well, he goes in to say that, that Biden is identity politics because Americans said he wanted a white people, whatever. You know. uh. yeah, but it's true. That's like what we're doing now. So like Trevor Noah retired from The Daily Show uh, this week, which he took over for Jon Stewart, obviously, and then nobody ever watched The Daily Show again, pretty much, as far as I can tell. I mean, like, have you ever... Like, Jon Stewart, when Jon Stewart was doing The Daily Show, mm -hmm. was everywhere. That was like... And yes. I know you've always hated it. Yeah, I've never had, watched a, a, a full episode. But I, that I've had saw so YouTube. much cultural influence at yeah, the so time when it was there, It was terrible. So John, much, I know Stewart you hate it. The show was a cancer on young culture in this country. Well, right, but I mean... but. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It was, it was huge, right? Yeah, it was yeah. incredibly influential. In the Trevor Noah era, 
did you ever like see any clips of it? Like I like forgot it was on. I saw the ones that were kind of made for me where he'd go after where he'd learn something and then like went after Liz Warren for saying she was an Indian because like it was new to him and to the left. He's like, did you guys right. know that she actually put on her, you know, stuff, stuff that Hillary Chabot had reported 10 years earlier, you know, but I, I was, he, did, he was nothing to me. Right. Yeah. But I, I just never what like, show did he do? Oh, he did the Daily, Daily Show. Okay. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So, so he's retiring from the Daily Show, which like they're all upset about. There was this like hysterical article in the, uh, the LA Times about how he's, you know, leaving the Daily Show and he was exactly who we needed at this moment because being from South Africa, he could explain to us how it would go with Trump or something crazy like that. Like, I don't even fully understand the argument, but they're trying to tie it somehow to the idea that uh, like apartheid South Africa is like what America was like under Trump or something. This is the LA Times. Trevor Noah's position in a late night circuit populated by white American and Anglo jokesters, initially considered a drawback in his line of work, became his biggest strength. Like, did anybody when he started say like, mm, I don't know, it's such a drawback that he's a black man. Like, what? what do you mean? It was considered a drawback. Like, how is that a thing? Nobody thought it was a drawback that he was black. Initially considered a drawback. I don't know if he can do it. Like, when was that conversation? Because that seems crazy. Yeah. All he has to do is read stuff. You know, <laughs> he, he's like probably the most eloquently spoken person in late night TV in this country. Trevor Noah. Noah's distinct <clears throat> point of view came in most handy after Trump shocked many by winning the White House, in part because his background allowed him to answer a question many late night hosts could not. How might the country prepare for a Trump presidency? So listen to this. This is just a little bit how the media works. This is <clears throat> this uh, PR guy named Andrew Sheridan. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's in radio as a producer probably knows him. Uh, he's good, but he just I just got this as we were talking. It's just bleeped in. Here's the this is the pitch okay. for my show tomorrow. They have some author available, political analyst available. Colon Kamala Harris says no hurricane relief for white people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? But that was the takeaway from the way that she said it. And now they're trying yeah. to walk it back. You have literal, rep quote, reporters going out here and saying, that's not what she meant. She was talking right. about the long-term impacts of climate change. When you have to have reporters doing that, you screwed up your messaging. Because if people think there's no hurricane relief for white people, that's a problem with your messaging. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't... <sighs> She's terrible. They can't let her out. Mark in the chat says, DEI, deaf Eskimos and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So... Good time. Well, but oh. so so they can't let her out. It's fine. But you get him looking for dead people in the crowd. All right, he's obviously we're calling it a night with him. I mean, I do I do, do still hear people say that they want to. Do you they, think he's going to run though? I guess it depends kind of how the midterms go. I mean, too. they don't want her. Well, it's okay. It, 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 the polling is moving back to ass whipping for Democrats. Right. So. Um, and <laughs> and there's more economic news to come in October, right? And we're now, like a couple weeks away from upon, getting upon like further more revision, inflation we're, we're, numbers. We're two uh, quarters and change now into negative growth. At some point, somebody's gonna have to break down and say the word, you know? Well, yeah, and like if you look globally, mm. I mean, England's entire pension system is about to go broke because they've been gambling it in venture capital funds, basically, and and they're 
hugely it's about to collapse like Lehman Brothers they just essentially had to bail it out because they had a margin call that they like weren't going to be able to meet right unlike everybody's pensions in the UK right in England now is yeah so and they're that's also, like really also... bad they're like on the verge of a major financial crisis like major that's going to make 2008 look yes. like pocket what change. is it is, and... is it trust is that her name Yes, Liz Truss. The new, uh, the new PM. PM. Mm-hmm. Not who me and Alice wanted, but she is a conservative. Um, she has 180'd all of their energy production. They are now going to start fracking. They're going to now gonna go going back to everything. We are now talking about. Well, they had a bunch of headlines that everybody yes. was going to freeze that winter. Well, right. We are going back to, to the black lung it. days immediately. And we have the same thing here in New mm. England. National Grid put in for a 60% increase in energy costs this winter because they can't freaking afford to heat anything because this stupid region like refuses to put in pipelines or anything else. And Maura Healy's all for it. She wants no new gas hookups in the state. She wants like Insane. nothing. It's, Insane. The problem is the state of New York just went with is, what California is doing. No the, new gas cars. Wellesley, Massachusetts, uh, Nita, Massachusetts. Um, you know uh, these places. Winchester, Massachusetts. The, and by the way, they are W towns. Colleen was right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is culturally unthinkable for these people not to vote for Democrats. So it's unthinkable. So they're going to do it, and they're going to look at Maura Healy and say. This is very important. She's a woman who's held important jobs, who is a lesbian. That is all they need. If she was black, that would be better, but they'll take her white. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, she may trounce deal unless some, somehow this, this, this state has uh, uh, woken up. But <clears throat> in the same with, with all, many blue states. So we're going to do this. We're going to because it's the best cultural accessory, like, uh, you know, like, um, like, uh, What's a good uh, Vera Wang handbags? Does she do handbags or dresses? More dresses. <clears throat> Whatever it is. Like the new thing of the day. Um, so mm-hmm. we're going to kill ourselves because that looks good. It looks good to have those kind of dresses. Right. You know? And it, it just it just absolutely... It, it It is what it is. That's why people move out of states like Massachusetts and Connecticut. And why we should move the hell out. If we could move out. We can't move out. Yeah, for several so, reasons. But, but the state of New York too has now joined California. <laughs> they want no new gas cars by 2035. Yeah, which is going to go well. In the meantime, somebody just had an article about how, like, they tried to charge the eighty-six thousand dollar electric Hummer, and it takes four days to fully charge. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Meanwhile, I'm getting crazy traction on Twitter for the trans story in. Um, Vermont and Randolph. Right. It is really, it's really an uneffing believable story. It is uneffing believable. I talked about it all Friday on WTIC because even though it's in Vermont, it, this is a really probably at this point now a valid international story. Let me play a little bit of this news take. You might pre roll may happen, so if it does, I apologize. This is uneffing believable. There's no way this can stay as it. We knew this could happen. The care of we knew this could and happen. Their families Hold to community on. help. Hold on. No worry, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Six more seconds and then we're then we're unmuting, okay? This is a story from Channel Three. It's here now. I thank oh, okay. you for See ya, the honey. By the way, John Stewart Bob. complimented the high school hair. volleyball team oh. has been Thank you, John. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Thank and he you. wants to know if you're wearing any pink garments today. Is today a wear pink day? No, but I'm wearing pink. Oh, uh, I am not wearing any pink today. Uh, I will be wearing... It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, though. So. Oh, is it? Oh, good. Cool volleyball oh, you know what a great... Uh, well, this is... Uh, I'll get right back to this, but... 
when I worked at Intercom um, at the front desk, Mistress Carrie. Do you know who Mistress Carrie is? No. She was a DJ for WAF. Okay. She was a good kid. She was a good person. And she worked hard and she was fun. She had this great breast care awareness uh, idea that they, that they should take pictures uh, women should send in pictures of their breasts and men should like send pictures of them like holding their w- girlfriend's wives breasts not in a stupid way but like a and and it, the listeners of course to AF love that cuz the AF listeners were largely naked a lot of the time anyway um it was just a great idea what a way to show awareness especially for young rock fans mm-hmm. back then i'm sure somebody's doing it now there's a shout out to Mrs. Carey. I didn't think I'd be giving, but she was. She's she's good. She's she's got a gig somewhere here. I think around here. A lot of those since they flattened that station, a lot of people have moved up here. Okay, here's the Channel Three story. This is remarkable. Volleyball team has been banned from its own oh, lock. Volleyball team has been banned from its own locker room while school officials investigate a conflict involving a transgender student on the team. Kiana Burks is live outside of Randolph Union High School where she talked with one of the players who is now facing disciplinary action. Kiana, what do you know? Vermont education policy says that students can play sports and use whatever locker room corresponds with their gender. But some members of the Randolph girls volleyball team say that they object to having one of their transgender teammates use be in the room while they change. I spoke to one of the girls. It's a huge thing. Everyone's asking, like, so why aren't you allowed in the locker room? Like, High school student Blake Ellen and her teammates are currently barred from using the locker room after some of the girls on the team objected to allowing a transgender player in the girls' locker room. My mom wants me to do this interview to try to make a change. Ellen says the dispute started when the trans student made an inappropriate comment while members of the volleyball team were getting changed. She says her issue is not with having the trans student on... By the way, John Stork got huge props. Was it on the Menor's show or was it on Montante's show? I think you were playing Menor's show. Okay. Um, I think. So the team or at school, but specifically in the locker room. Biological boys that go in the girls' bathroom, but never a locker room situation. She said they broke her that much. So anyway, you get the point. This is uneffing believable. And no, no doubt I'll hit it again tomorrow because you've got the, the girls are naked in a room. According to everything I've read on Facebook walls, he's commented on their body. So they're having, some of these girls are like 16 years old. They're having a guy, maybe for the first time, peruse their bodies while they are forced to be there. Like the only people who are forced to be naked in front of strange men are like maybe prisoners, maybe. Um, and I think that's just about it. So you're forcing these girls who are already probably a little bit crazy because they're teenage girls trying to figure things out, probably hugely insecure already, having to deal with, you know, whatever, Chi-Chi Kardashian, you know, know, perfect hourglass body being the beauty standard of of the moment. And some dude named Chip is in there looking at them next to them with all his man apparatus. I mean, I know it's not... I know it's not sexual assault, but it's in the psychological <laughs> sexual bullying. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And, and so and then he's to say, like, what are, are you trying to get parents well, to converge upon the school with weapons? Is that what they're trying to do? It's weird because under any other circumstances, the left would absolutely have a problem with it. Like, if 
just change the one condition that say the guy wasn't saying he was a trans girl and the left would have a huge problem with everything that was going on with the situation. Do you know what I mean? So like if that one if like the one self-identification of one person in the story changes your entire perception of the story, because by the way, I have a problem with it both ways. The guy shouldn't be in the girl's locker room commenting to them. If they feel uncomfortable, he's out. Right. And they should feel uncomfortable. Obviously, they should feel uncomfortable because it's a crazy situation. But because he says, mm, I'm a girl like that changes the whole story. Now it's like a completely different story to you and a completely different event happened. Uh, of course, like it's because of course. what he says he is like, even if even if you think that it like we should, you know, treat trans people and there's no really such thing as gender. Like you should question the fact that all these girls apparently feel uncomfortable with the situation. Like they're all just bigots. That's what you think? It's, I don't, in I the don't... day, in, in this day and age where everybody's like all pro-trans and everything, you really think all the high school girls are just bigots? That's the problem? But are we kidding? Seems unlikely I mean, are we kidding? Uh, so, so, so wait a second. So is sexual intimidation... Is is this is this idea of physical intimidation from men? Is sexual assault? Is, is this all now gone? The specter of sexual assault? I guess. I mean, you know? like Harvey Weinstein should have just said he was a girl, and then the whole problem would have been over. I, I guess so. Like, what if one of these girls has been abused already sexually? If Tough you want to play volleyball, you have to let the guy who has a bathroom for him already down the hall over there. You have to let him come in. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. Like you, we don't even know if this kid is gay. Not that it even matters if he's if he's perusing their bodies. I'm just saying. And also, here's another thing that we all know. Had we known this was an avenue possible in 1988, I would have been the most super trans young <laughs> man, and all of my friends would have been. You would have had the girls' volleyball team, and of course we would have screwed it up, being Generation X. So you would have had the girls' volleyball team would be all trans men, including me. Actually, every team would be. Except maybe... It's technically called trans girls, but... Or whatever it is. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, I mean, if this kid is straight and likes girls, this is beautiful for him. This is like the dudes who get uh, transferred to women's prisons and have sex with all of them and, and get them pregnant. <laughs> it's like I just got a six-year term for uh, you know manslaughter in jail, and I thought I was going to be the worst six years of my life, and now you're accepting my request to go to a woman's prison where there's no other men to compete, and that's my future now. It's like talk about going from being damned to winning the lottery. Anyway, we're going to do the chat chat tomorrow because um, we need more chat chat calls. Just not enough. Chat check calls. Just not enough. I'm not okay. Give you the, the, the dribbling of them. There is something else I wanted to hit though, very okay. quickly. Um, <clears throat> uh, I want to make sure we get this in. The you know, there's this story about Fauci and his wife's wealth, and it's skyrocketed during the last three years. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> not surprisingly, whatsoever. <clears throat> well, it it just made me. I listened to the commentary podcast. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, with uh, Trevi. Tevi, Tevi Choi, Troy, Tevi Troy. Anyway, uh, he had such a great breakdown of exactly what was happening in the last few years and why we should never have, um, why this should never be a thing. Where is it? Oh, is it on its own? It's, I think it's on its own. Sorry about that. 
This is very inside baseball. <laughs> it's on its own page. Okay. Uh, yes, it is. He means Tevi Troy. Yeah. Um, so listen to this. This is a, a look at how you know the 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 Christy um, Walensky whatever in the health bureaucracy has been saying. Uh, you know, we're going to change some things. Well, listen to how he describes the state of our healthcare uh, institutions, the uh, the CDC, the NIH, the whatever, FDA, whatever, um, going into the pandemic. Okay, or just wait. I queued the best. We talked about it on occasion, but uh, gen- I think uh, data. Um, that would allow them to, to I queued it up over here. talk about highly, uh, disparate impact. Not- um, this so, is not professional. Yeah, I mean, that, that was her, well you know, for, according according to according to them that the the, the, the private sector uh, sort of they, they had to go to the private sector who is who who has the, the sort of state of the art capacity here. There's so many complaints about or there's two complaints here. One is that the federal government just doesn't do anything especially well. And that didn't say as much, but that's the. The takeaway that I got from it. Okay, the second is that there's just not enough back systems and done a lot of outbreak based on racial equity. They, they say they want to create an office and we most elite pandemic. Really, for that before the say they will always settle for a very scathing article. Okay. Um, now but there's cute. this quote from Wilinski in here in Wilinski. this in this piece, or she's so frustrated. Quote: We can't be in a position where we have to do this for every disease, every outbreak. If we have to reinvent the wheel every time we have an outbreak, we will always be months behind. And it strikes me that they will always be months behind because they will have to do this for every single outbreak based on your assessment alone. Please uh, enlighten us as to what the CDC's reform plan is and why it's awful. Well, it's certainly inadequate. That that, that is at a minimum. So first of all, that was Noah Rothman. This is Tevi Troy. I just want to say the Rochelle Walensky quote is in the Times article, not in my piece. She hadn't made that quote, but I would have happily used it because I think it is indicative of the CDC approach, which is to pretend when we are in a non-pandemic era, so before that, before the 2020, that they are this elite pandemic fighting entity that can can save America from any diseases that come. But they're really a quasi-bureaucratic, partially academic entity that studies behavioral health more than anything else. That's what they are, but they pretend for prestige reasons and for funding reasons that they're this elite pandemic unit. And then when a pandemic happens, everyone says, oh, we have this elite elite pandemic unit, CDC, come save us. And then CDC says, well, we're just this quasi-academic agency and we mostly look at behavioral health. So that's one of the reasons they failed so miserably. So we'll continue with some more of this on the other side and for the Patreon Mm -hmm. uh, folks. But it, it rings so true to me that he's absolutely right. These people had no freaking idea. These are these are eggheads messaging people. These people go to Davos. They go to WHO meetings. They do panel discussions. These people don't know what to do when a black swan event comes down the street. They have no idea what to do. Yeah, of course not. Nobody does. Yeah, but but they we were supposed to think they did. And so they filled a role that they weren't qualified to fill, a role that they told us they were qualified to fill, a role that that idiot who, who gets paid 425 grand a year, we thought he was qualified to fill. That's why it was a total vacuum and he filled it up with all sorts of BS that they had no confidence in. And then I feel like it's so telling to say that they like mostly specialize in behavioral health, mm-hmm. like in telling people what to do. 
right. persuasion or whatever for right. you know swaths of people stay out of the water or whatever yeah use condoms yeah. or don't you don't know. drink wine if you're pregnant you know stuff like that <laughs> that's large, normally what they large do large blanket suggestions <laughs> that like the, the odds don't generally eat pan the out. raw cookie dough like, right. that's that, what they do thank you guys we got a lot more to talk about on the other side yep, so if you are on the Patreon live stream stay right there don't go now anywhere. you yelled at me last week when I did this wrong so tell me what to do now I would like to let me end the show as okay. normal. Okay. And then pause for a second and then signal to me when you're about to go in again so that I know to restart then. Okay. Why don't so, you end and I'm not going to hit anything until you tell me to. Okay. Okay. So, but, uh, so if you're listening on Patreon, we are doing the extra part of the show. So don't go anywhere. Um, if you're not on Patreon, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash burn barrel. We do some extra content there. So we what do are the non-Patreon people get screwed out of? Hmm? What are the non-Patreon people get, get screwed out An of? An extra show segment each week on Sundays. Is John Stewart a Patreon person? Of course he is. That's why he's in our Patreon good. chat right now. And I'm then good. also... Well, he said nice things about my hair. live said, streams. Yes. Yeah. kill you to say nice things Your hair looks fantastic. No, no he already said it. The wind's out of my sails now. Um, and let's see. But you can always talk to us for free on social media at Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com oh, yeah. oh, slash Burnbarrel Podcast. Shirts, the new merch coming. Uh, yes, we're going to work on some new merch this evening. Three things are coming. The show. Okay. Four things are coming. Okay. Okay? Okay. Winchester Sachem's shirts featuring the Indian logo. Okay. Pentucket Sachem's shirts featuring the Indian logo, since they're already, apparently, everybody in the town already knows what we're up to. <laughs> now, if there's somebody already doing this legit, not that ours isn't legit, but it's not. But but um, then then you let me know who they are, and I'll I'll plug them because somebody you know we're using our our the same company does our other stuff, which as far as I know are like slaves in Nairobi. So I don't know who it, who really makes it. Uh, but it's good stuff. I'm wearing it right now. See see see. Um. So um. So we're gonna start because I've noticed people clamoring for those shirts, especially the Winchester Station shirts. It's like nobody has them yet. We'll just put the logos on the shirts. We'll we'll put a tiny markup. We only mark. We don't make. It. We make, I think, four bucks a month on uh, for shirts. We like only add up like a buck or two, you know. Like, you know, maybe if if we had, if we were like print screening them right here or something, maybe we would whatever. But we don't. We want to keep them. We want to keep them cheap, you know. Um, you know, and just the spirit of the thing just seems mm -hmm. right. So, Pentucket Sachems, Winchester, Winchester Sachems. By the way, if Darren Clemente, you are listening, I'm still waiting on you to accept my friend request. <laughs> Class of 91, I've been, I've been uh, seawalled from a classmate. Lives right down the street. Okay. Oh, don't don't look him up, please. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him Stop alone. Stop putting people's Damn Winchester graduated classes oh, yeah. out there in the universe. Yeah. Just doxed another he's, he's Winchester very, he's grad. He's a very nice guy. I was just tweeting about, texting about, about him with another oh, young lady I graduated with, and we both, uh, we both came to the uh, agreement that he was a very handsome young man. Okay. Sounds good, honey. Okay. Well, I get the Sorry, did you have more shirts now. that you wanted to describe yeah, so for two. people before we go? Third, we're going to do for the folks in Connecticut, Glastonbury uh, Tomahawks. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to do the old mother road. Those shirts using Route 66. Oh, what? where is that? Oh, I don't have it because we don't use this anymore. Here it is. Ready? Mother road. Mm -hmm. The old mother road. Shirts are going to be coming as well. So there's four shirts, much like... I'm going to have the person I used to um, fix my parking meter lamps design those. So, 
So, <laughs> so it'll be a late night for Alice Shattuck. But um, that is my final piece of business, Alice. I'm going to hand it right back to you, my dear. Okay, that is it, you guys. You can always find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Leave us some chat chat messages. Say hi. And um, we will see you tomorrow, except for Patreon people. We'll see you in a second. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.